missed a little bit of a shit show before you got here, man. The combination of my dog seeing Lucas uh, and pissing himself and then me stepping on my own coffee and oh, spilling it man. everywhere. So. The dog's brutal. So welcome <laughs> to Strange be... Films Podcast, everybody. Good uh, <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. And uh, we have another special guest in the studio. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, it's Lucas Dunn. What's up, Lucas? It's uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good. Right. Hey, good to see you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> we all just had a little fun weekend together, a little powwow. That was good. That was a fun party. Shout out to uh, William Kaiser. For his early birthday party, so I got to check out his him. Yeah, I got to meet some people there and see some wonderful people and check out his amazing film collection. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, he had an intense one. That was I always great. liked how he goes. Yeah, it's on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like all right. Yeah, that was so, awesome. That was a great night. Yeah, fun time. Yeah, definitely a lot of talking movies and all that good stuff. Yeah, so. it's having fun. Good times and too much tequila for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well we're back this week and uh, I know me and Blake have a lot to talk about in regards of some movies recently watched and everything as well. What are you going on there? Uh, before we get into it, uh, Blake, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today, August. I uh, just woke up and just been feeling quite refreshed and doing some writing and just some marinating and just been reflecting a lot on this upcoming project we got going on. Nice, so I'm like nice. taking this day by day and I'm so, literally so buzzed and so excited about it. I can't wait, dude. Are, are you still taking off to do your little retreat? I am. That's okay. going to happen so, yeah, throughout this month. I'm going to kind of call it the deadline around the end of this month to where I can just talk about it with 100% confidence to you. Because nice. uh, we talked lately this idea out. I'm just catching up to it this whole month while I'm kind of in the ultimate mood of reflect and rebuild in a lot of ways. And I think in a lot of ways that's just kind of going to turn into the foundation of this next year being a grand epic year for for filmmaking for both mm-hmm. of us, I think, and yeah. all of us in, involved. Well, everything we just talked about the other night, dude, when you came over and we were just like, Spitballing with we were, it was just like holy hell, yeah, this movie's well, already like and, 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 just, and a lot crazy. of this helps happen because you're just your recent discovery of the director Billy Wilder, yes. who by influence of you kind of helped me see a lot of where my influence of film is coming from too. Where it is the desire to because we talk, we kind of have assessed a lot how his earlier films were really dark and gloomy, but then they kind of came to the realization of lightening up, and he kind of was the director who effectively lightened up along with his process, mm-hmm. and it's very it's very inspiring and relatable. In many yeah, ways. I'm fascinated by Billy Wilder. I mean, you saw particularly some. Like a hot and um, so, Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, so. so when we did the podcast, we talked about something like a hot. You know, I ended up watching it that uh, you know next few days, and we talked about it on the last episode, I believe. But then um, we, uh, I, I ended up, you brought up uh, what's the oh Sunset Boulevard, and I was like, originally I wasn't gonna watch it, but then I was like, it was just started piquing my interest, and I was like, let me check it out, and it was a fucking masterpiece. It was it's so, so good. fucking good. It was, perfect, it was, dude. It was brilliant. Because it's and, always entertaining, and I think it's just. It's always on on about the with momentum about what's going on in this. Yeah, in the film. and it's such a dark and twisted tale that was also very kind of contained in a sense, and it felt like a very gothic story with the scenery and everything. But like uh, Gloria Swanson, the actress who played that uh, the actress in the movie, you know, she was like just nuts, and it just brought like this whole level of kind of like. Uh, surreal, dark, like what could happen to an everyday man kind of feeling. And just like the whole tone of it was just, I just thought it was perfect. I was really, really impressed by the contrast of watching uh, Sunset Boulevard to Some Like a Hot, which Sunset Boulevard came out in 1950, 1950. So that's nine years before such a happy, good feeling movie. And it was progression like, of the 50s is one of the most fascinating. It was incredible. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a movie quite like that, you know. It's one of a kind completely. It's one of the most haunting gothic tales of isolation ever made of just like, yeah, literally. He's like a screenwriter and everything. So it's very relatable to just to see him kind of go through this madness of just getting with, like, with a delusional woman who's just half the point of like, you know, feeling for her, but also just, you know, kind of going, going crazy in the madness too, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sunset Boulevard just gets right into that it was a super way. cool aesthetic um and you know the guy the character the main character the screenwriter he he was like 
so trapped but at the same time invested in like this in this madness as well like he almost kind of cared about it in a sense it feels like he almost wants it because it's like you're watching someone who's like this has been celebrity kind of like you know once this big star kind of in a level so it's like she has this certain just feeling that she's going through that's just no one else knows so he's kind of going through this unique odyssey right it's fascinating wow and what i what i love about billy wilder films um because i did watch ace in the hole after that but like the endings of his movies are just like they wrap up in such a perfect way and like i've noticed his and final shots are always kind of very similar and leaves you kind of at that moment where like whoa because he shocks you he leaves you shocked and he he leaves the best aftertaste with his movies because he's out to shock you with the film and it's all like it always feels like it's a gradual build up to what happens at the end and that's that solidifies the third act and final scene is what i think is the most memorable part of a film ought to be at the end of the day that's is definitely the rules gonna change gotta change you know because i realize that's like i think your writing could do that so i think billy water is the perfect influence he has definitely gotten me um really interested and and inspired by his work um and the tones of movie you know the tones of films that you can do you know and still kind of keep the essence of everything about that director as well and uh yeah it was just it was a really great watch and then of course uh watch ace in the hole which was very dark and it was a very very interesting character study um it didn't quite resonate with me as much as like sunset boulevard or something like it hot did and um but i think it was because you made an interesting observation the other night when mm-hmm. we were talking and you said that you've noticed i don't really particularly care for i'm not uh, head over heels of movies with like that center around like an asshole character that like, intensely because you, you told me you don't like films like clockwork orange and raising bull and i think you don't love them because it's a very particularly close-up lens of a harsh asshole mm-hmm. and i think you're out for a certain lens because it's like yeah lord i already know that that that's an asshole like yeah. Yeah, but i feel like you want a film to kind of show you something new with with an asshole and i yeah. think sunset boulevard is successful just like king of comedy i think that's where you love those yeah like, they, i feel like they almost feel like a little bit larger than life you know like the ace in the hole was such a weird it's a it's a really grounded grounded story like an everyday and it's it's very very horrifying i mean the guy's a piece of shit you know literally and and, uh and and yeah i mean it was a very interesting movie and i thought it was a good worth a watch i feel like it's one of those movies maybe 10 years from now i'd probably really maybe enjoy it more or something but uh sunset boulevard though i could revisit that again it's so rewatchable it's so layered subtle and it's just the ultimate ghost it feels like a ghost story basically the way it's told i mean it really is start is like kind of leaves it out like a ghost story for you do you know you feel sorry for the whole thing in a sense but you're also driven mad and like like cringe the entire time but it's also yeah it's also sad yeah there's like a there's like a certain emotion care you have about it all you know in a lot of ways yeah that's like kind of what makes it just go full circle into just this progression where and and again i don't want to reveal just because it's a film that who knows i don't want to spoil it i know yeah i want to talk about how that ending is just one of the best ever it's it it really was like (laughs) a a perfect ending and a really really cool way to end it too Um, it just builds up to this whole thing and it's just like well that is just kind of like where it was meant to go but just watching it unfold it still feels unpredictable in a sense. yeah you know because all these little details like you're talking about like that monkey scene for example that was such an odd thing yeah. and i felt like that yeah like that's exactly something i would like to you know pencil in somewhere just like something very strange but it's really nothing even to do with the story it's just kind of a, a little addition that just kind of comes and goes <laughs> you're like what did i just see <laughs> you know, like, it's so funny um yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Sunset Boulevard, you should check it out. Lucas, have you Green watched uh, any Billy Wilder films? I have not, but I've heard so many things about them over the years. I need to start checking them out. Yeah, I recommend and it. yeah, and if uh, if you're looking for, maybe you should start with Some Like It Hot, just because it's a really fun movie in general. But uh, if you want it dark, go go Sunset Boulevard. That's a 
It was it was incredible. I mean, after you guys talked about it last week, it sounds like a really interesting film. Like I've original. I haven't gone that far back in film history a lot of the time, mm-hmm. just because. I just never was exposed to it when I was little. Right. But now I'm actually trying to expand that sort of thing a lot yeah. more. So I I, what's resonating about him is that he broke the rules. He was one of the first directors who just plain broke the rules and how it's done in the best way possible. And I love that, man. That's how like it. I like to go at you know my movies, and I think in a sense like I start I'm I'm seeing that with his work and uh it and like you said like going back in history watching these films they're like in the 1950s right now i'm like particularly very very interested in, in catching up with a lot of classic uh, underground movies i never saw yeah. you know and uh, i just think it's like I, and i said on the last show or whatever but it was just like they're like ahead of its time i swear he's just like, literally ahead of, of is ahead of its time well it's like time. he's just so, so dark good. about it because that's the thing it's really like his early films are really dark and tormented basically before they come like more lighthearted in time and i think the dark stuff is just like yeah, it, it just takes you to just unusually fascinating places, but I think making it in that time and place made it more like of a subtle display than what a lot of films could go on to depict, because sometimes it gets more colorful, and that, that larger-than-life element can get just so mind-bending. But I think there right there was just laid out in a perfectly subtle way where it's very timeless, and it's just very true to life in the yeah. way it does it. It's perfect how it yeah. does that. It was really cool, um, and then you just brought me the apartment, so yeah, I now so that's, that's the, the next one on some my like list. It hot, which is a good, yeah, and that's another just absolutely perfect film about a man yeah. who just walked on. He just kind of figures out how to walk over them, basically. That's one of the best, just uplifting and depressing films at the exact same time. That's a feel like I feel Best like that's balance. a good balance to go back from or to go from some some like it hot to uh, you know sunset kind of combines in the hole and then now the yeah, apartment. I would I feel say, like combine I would say it's literally a, combined, yeah. a combination of all those. So that's really water. I feel like that's kind of his final summation. He just right. kind of figured out how to lighten up, but he still knows that a lot of baggage is out there. So he's just kind of honing in on everything he's seeing basically at that moment. Jack Lemon's perfect. Nice. It? Yeah, there was another too. Billy Wilder film that was common, a stag Stalag Stalag seventeen. That's been highly recommended. I've yet to see it, so I've yet yeah. to explore half of this guy's filmography. I'll say. Just and someone on Twitter uh, uh, made a comment on another Billy Wilder film that I have to check out as well. I can't remember the title. I can pull it up. Seven Year Itch. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one either. But Double Indemnity is the one I'm all, all about. Double Identity. <laughs> Double maybe? Indemnity. I think that was that's it. the best. Oh, that, I think I that just, was it. That's yeah. the first masterpiece he made. That's oh, just yeah? a noir about a man who just gets in a situation with a woman that just escalates to insane madness, basically. Oh, wow. What year was that? 1944. Damn. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Early. 44. Early, dude. This wow. is a noir, okay. man. This is a story, dude. That's, that's it's exciting. A dark, it's as dark as Sunset Boulevard, but it's definitely not as surreal. It's definitely like a more okay. like straightforward kind of, it's a more, even more grounded, gritty display cool. of just a really maddening okay. story unfolding. Uh, all right. It's perfectly Sounds good. So, I can't wait. That's, yeah, that's check fun. it out, man. All right. So I have to apologize to you and our main listener rachel <laughs> from the uh but she we were talking about alfred hitchcock i said i was going to watch north by northwest and i didn't get to watch it this <sighs> weekend dude i sorry man I that's okay so no, disappointing okay. Honestly. i know it's okay but you seen but Wilder. i, wa- I taking, went down the, taking some billy wilder i went down the billy wilder hole, i like how though. you're taking it in because it was the night i was gonna watch north by northwest and then i changed my mind i was like you know what let me check out that sunset boulevard yeah. and then i just Got hooked, and it I just, started. The more Priya. Yeah, and then we we ended up hanging out Friday night, which you brought me a giant stack of great movies. <sighs> I can't just want you borrow. I'm like, take in. your time on it because now we're like collaborating this much. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just just borrow a bunch of my movies. I'm gonna do the same thing for you, Lucas. When we meet, I just want to like give a bunch of. We could, like we even watch start watching stuff. Hell yeah, stuff, man! Right? I'm excited. Just, yeah, the workshops going. I mean, all so of us. this yeah. is. I mean, it's a great. Uh, yeah, it's great to like. Yeah, share influences and stuff like that, and kind of know knowing where we're kind of wanting to go in our creative direction as well. 
doing these workshops and these conversations are, I think, are just going to really enhance all that. I agree, and I just see that. And again, it's just like I think just going through a lot of classic films and just going through a lot of classic stuff yeah. is just blueprint for where all that's laid out and how to do it. And I'm just like, and again, I just like you know, the guy's executing. So I feel like I like how slow paced you are, just perceiving a lot of films because I think I went at a hyper fast pace, but I think I missed something of the grounded foundation that you have to you. That's where I'm like again, writer director can right, benefit right. Hey, so much. It's, good, you know. it's a good combination. So man, I love that yeah. you're resonating with Billy Water because he's, I mean, consider like the first like genius screen. I think what I mean by broke the rules is he just broke all the like rules of like screenwriting particularly like he just kind of wrote in a way that was just still like personal and kind of it feels like it's being mean spirited but in the end you just kind of end up loving what it's doing because it's just like whoa that was just so freaking cool <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah I, I definitely uh became a big fan of him and i can't wait to keep diving into the filmography yeah but, uh before the the track record i will watch north by northwest oh, i said man. i was going no, to no I will watch it just uh, yeah we had a good weekend on top of just watching billy water films which was uh talking about the new movie getting some new movies to watch uh hanging out with all you guys for this weekend that was it's just it's been a good week so cool. looking forward to the next one and we'll see what we dive into so looking forward to that. um Okay, so what else is going on? Anything? Is there any other recent watches that you had? Yeah, this week? I've had quite a few. I'll dig up my list to uh, mention some particularies. You watched um, Prince of Darkness? Was I that? watched that last night. And I loved How it. How was that? I loved it, dude, because it's a follow up for John Carpenter. Because, you know, I've, yes, John Carpenter. And I feel like that man is just a fountain of original cinema throughout the <sighs> yeah. 80s. That's always one that I wanted to check out. And I realized how much I love Big Trouble in Little China. That was kind of like his follow up to like, it's like kind of him, like after being kind of hilarious and goofy slightly with Big Trouble in China, he kind of went back to his darker shades with Prince of Darkness. Okay. It's really a dark, also a little dark comedy, but the aesthetic is really gloomy the entire way yeah. through. It's a really menacing kind of evil sort of outlook, um, but a really deep character study and really fun all the same. Like, it's, it's, it was great. <laughs> is Sam Neill? Is that wait? Who? Yeah, Sam Neill. He's in. Yeah, that? Sam okay, Neill. Oh, thought. it's amazing. Okay. He's a great character. Yeah. I like that actor a lot. Oh, it's I mean, awesome. But... That's what I love about John Carpenter. I feel like it resonates heavily with like I feel like the arcade uh, genre is really coming around a lot in the eighties. Yeah. I feel like John Carpenter's films re has aesthetically resonate so much with that, but it's in its own original voice entirely. Yeah. So the man always did his own soundtracks. And I feel like that reminds me a lot. Alone, it's like kind of like a lot of the work you're doing, and I feel yeah. like we're gonna keep doing it. It's like that's very influential for films to come right yeah. there. Just to kind of have your own kind of just like mastery over what you're doing. I think it's kind of like your own like staying true to like your vision and kind of your instinct of what it feel it should feel and sound and look like, you know. Basically. So, uh, but yeah, no, that's uh that's a, that's one I've been wanting to watch, check out. Uh I saw you logged it on your letterbox. I loved it. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's the last one I I loved it, dude. Good yeah, deal. absolutely loved it. So Good deal. Um, uh yeah. Lucas, have you watched anything this week that was uh, worth noting? Uh, I rewatched uh, Glass Onion and uh, Knives Out again. I uh, I haven't seen Glass Onion yet, but Knives Out was pretty epic. I like them both equally, but I think Glass Onion is a lot more like meta and fun, whereas uh, Knives Out is a lot more straightforward mystery. It, it's nice like out, a more the first a clue ones very yeah. yeah it's extremely clue influenced <laughs> but it feels like a modern kind of fil yeah. filmy kind of take on that on totally. the clue formula and it, yeah, it's, it's just like a perfect mystery film um I love all the character beats and I mean you got like especially Daniel Craig that's my favorite definitely my favorite character of the film I mean that was oh, absolutely amazing <laughs> yeah I love him that. just everybody's acting is pitch perfect in both movies yeah uh the second one did surprise me more cool but it's 
it's hard to describe them without watching them. Yeah. yeah. It's just to see it for yourself kind of film. Because that's the way it is. Because it's so mysterious. You know, that's the way all these films are. I feel like there's always like a fine level. That's why I think I like to talk about it from a very like thematic lens. Is because it, it, it's a way I can be social about it without spoiling it. You mm. know, because I think that's always an intimidation I have when I'm talking about movies. It's just like I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't yeah. seen it. But at the same time, I do want to talk about the, how excited, oh, yeah. how, the buzz that movie can evoke and all the same. These are the two movies that I would recommend rewatching right up there with like Hot Fuzz and the entire Cornetto trilogy just because there's so many details jam-packed in them you can't really get them all on a first watch mm. that's well awesome. said Hot well Fuzz said I've never seen Hot Fuzz oh it's a hilarious it's my yeah. favorite movie of all time Damn. yeah Dude. nice yeah I remember you talking about it on your podcast uh, a while back though that episode pissed me off. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> okay. All right. That was a great sense of humor. I love like the fence scenes. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did rewatch uh, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead like on the Halloween season. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that, that one's always one. a fun one. Yeah. My favorite era, Edgar Wright. I think the 2000s era of him was just like on fire. I thought. Yeah. Was... I never saw his. What was it? At World's Ends at the. At World. I really World's like it. I've like never End. seen that one either. It's honestly. Pro- it's right up there with Hot Fuzz for okay. me, but it doesn't quite make it. I gotcha, yeah. But I, a lot of people say it's the worst of the trilogy. I do not agree with that. Mm. Like I think they honestly get better as they go. Cool. Did Edgar Wright direct um, Baby Driver? He did. Yes, he dude, did. now that movie's fantastic. That was great. I did that's a fun I do, movie. I've been wanting to rewatch that. It, yeah, that one holds time. up really well on rewatch. I think that's better for me on rewatch. Yeah, as I the soundtrack say. and everything is just It's great. It's incredible. very like, fun, stylized, and it just, it's just got a really fun flavor to the entire yeah. way through. It's, it's always it's extremely well written. Yeah. I mean, that dialogue's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely witty, for sure. And oh, clever, it's hilarious, and really just, it has a genuine, just yeah, just a nice spark of life to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into this game because I'm nervous about it. So, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Lucas, uh, explain the rules to us and what we got going on. On our last game, we did a game where you had to guess kills from different horror movies based on the sound bites alone. Yes. We have a similar game this time. So a few weeks ago, I asked you both your top five favorite film scores. Yeah, well, I told you, but yes. Which <laughs> I got together ten different sound, ten different soundtracks from different movies. You each have one of your top five film scores on here. Okay. The rest are a bunch of random ones that I put together. They are more well-known, but there are a couple th- curveballs in there. So, but with this one, there's also a bit higher stakes. Go ahead and show these guys to the camera. Uh, Lucas brought some, uh, a plate of, uh, looks like Oreos here, but... I don't have. I don't think they're regular Oreos. <laughs> so there are a few regular Oreos in there, but there are also a few really bad ones. Oh boy! So there are six normal Oreos. Okay. And then five fun surprises. Oh boy! Now, are these fun surprises gonna be anything that is going to make me throw up or shit myself on camera? I'd say gag at most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Blake. Mm-hmm. Any questions, comments, concerns? No. Okay. I roll, with the roll, <laughs> I roll as we go. He's just like, all right, let's we, go. We roll. So how we're gonna do this? I'm going to play the sound bite. Okay. I'm gonna give you guys two clues per game, and whenever you guys guess it, whoever gets the answer correct, which I'm not moving on until one of you gets it. Okay. And we just have to guess the movie. You just have to guess the movie. Uh, okay. All right. Whoever wins gets to choose which Oreo the loser eats. Uh, whoever wins gets to choose Oreo. Okay, I got you. You Hurt. got me? Hurt, yep. Cool. 
All right, so let oh me boy. Pull up the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're doing something fun for you on this uh, beautiful day of gloom and doom. <laughs> All right, so. Looks like I regret being on this podcast now. Not at all, no. Well, I wasn't even thinking that for a second. I would just, I see where see this goes. It's unpredictable. Uh, this is very unpredictable. Okay. So here's the first soundtrack. Oh my god, my camera just died. Oh. Killers of Fire Moon. Damn. Damn. This is Osage Flower Bloom yeah, that was from Killers of the Fire. Oh, Shit. That was okay. Great. Yeah. You got that. Yeah, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and change the pattern yeah. of the camera. Okay. All right. Here we go. So uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and you get to pick the Oreo for me. Is that okay. what the yeah, case yep. is? You get to pick like the Oreo. You tell me which one. one. Okay. Oh, boy. This one oh, right yeah. here. Yeah. You see these are safe? I'm really. I'm just looking out for you, man. Thank you, man. (laughs) That's not an Oreo. It's sour. That is a sour cream Oreo. A sour cream Oreo. Oh. (laughs) That's a horrible combination, dude. Some water. Uh, Ugh. (laughs) Dude, I like sour cream. I just don't like chocolate and sour cream together. Fuck. That's probably the best one. Uh, I didn't need to taste that. All right. Oh, my right. goodness. We're going to go on to number two now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keep in mind that is one bad one down. There are only four left. Oh, fuck. It falls. No. Um. Oh. Sounds either 80s or It sounds 80s to me. Oh, shit. Not done. Buffered. Okay. So, would you like a hint? Yeah. This one came out in 1985. Uh huh. The animator? No. Never seen it, but that was just a wild guess. (laughs) Would you like another hint? (laughs) Yeah. Starring Tom Cruise. Um, Thunder? Vanilla Sky. No. Uh, what's it called? Um, show me the money. The no. Not Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. No. Would you no, like your business. last hint? Top Gun. Top Gun. There oh, it is. there it is. Okay. Uh, so now it's your pick. I'm going to give you this guy right there. He just went for it. It's good. Yeah, what? It's just an Oreo? It's a good Oreo. It's just an Oreo? Tastes like an Oreo Fuck. Where's the milk? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. Good deal. Well, congratulations. All right. Okay. Time for the next pick. <laughs> All right. Ah, I still got that taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, Taxi driver. Dang, Taxi driver. Dang. Oh, right off the bat, dude. Right off the bat. Shit. Oh, opening scene. Nice. I've been really, really wanting to rewatch. I realize it, really. that is my favorite Martin Scorsese. If it kills five moons, such a close second. Like, taxi driver yeah? kind of end up triumphing it in my Dang. mind. I kind of just made a decision the other day. Like, yep. <laughs> All right. Taxi driver. I'll give me an Oreo. Which one are you thinking? All right. Man. Oh, can I just give him the one I had? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me the one you had. Uh, this one doesn't look like an Oreo, dude. It's slimy in there. What's going <laughs> on? 
Oh, it's real. Gosh. Ah, it's sour again. What is that? <laughs> That's mayonnaise. Oh, dude, I hate mayonnaise. Oh, my God. All right, keep it going, please. <laughs> okay. Next one. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Oh, okay, go. Familiar. That. Uh. Oh, man, it's in there. Dang, what is that? No, 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 don't say. I gotta think. What year is that? That is crazy. Alright. You got any guesses? I'm uh, I'm taking this in. Um it's gonna feel crazy silly once I once once we know. Oh, hateful eight. Hateful eight. Oh, you fuck. I had to sit down for a bit. Okay. Damn, I didn't think you'd be getting all of these. Dude, I can't alright. Uh, Which one? Uh, okay. That one looks more promising like an Oreo. Third time's chart. Thank God, it's an Oreo. Third time's <laughs> That's just an Oreo. Let me see it. I'm 90% sure that's just an that's Oreo. That's not an Oreo. What is that? That's ricotta cheese. That's ricotta? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Didn't expect that. Okay. It tasted more like an Oreo just because of the, the cookie part, but that I'm okay with ricotta. <laughs> Ugh. You giving me fucking sour cream, mayonnaise, and ricotta cheese, dude. <laughs> Technically, Blake has. Oh man. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get sick. All right, go ahead. Damn it. All right, it's playing. It's playing. It is. Silence. All right, that was that category. Fuck. Was this on our list? No. Would you like the year it came out? Yeah. Two thousand seven. Country for old men. God nice. damn it. Because there's no music. All right. No soundtrack. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know anymore. I think it's an Oreo. Here, slide it from side to side, see if it moves. It, a little. I think it's an Oreo. That might be the other sour cream one. Uh, it's not sour, at least. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's an Oreo. Definitely that one in the ricotta cheese was okay, though. <laughs> that one might have been the cottage cheese one. <sighs> All right. Well, we got one, two, three, four, five, six left, and I feel like I've gotten all the almost all the bad ones. So <laughs> It should be a mostly pleasant game from here on out, apparently. You're welcome. <laughs> Took one for the fucking team here. The mayonnaise one really bad was was got me bad. That one sucked. Here's the next one. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> tick tick boom. Tick tick boom. This is thirty nine. Nice. All right. Get that get that big guy right there. Oh, that looks shitty. That smells shitty. That is the quadruple stuffed order. It tastes amazing. <laughs> I fucking knew it was going to be a stuffed Oreo. <laughs> is that the next one? This is the next one. Mm. 
Oh. Oh. Um. Damn. Uh. I've heard that the. What year? 1985. <sighs> uh, yeah. Return of the Living Dead? Mm, jaw. No. What? Give me another hint. One of you has already said it today. One of us has already said it uh, today. Okay. Ah. <clears throat> what were we talking about earlier? <laughs> Prince of Darkness. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it wasn't Prince of Dark. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, I think we were talking about the film that came out in the Top Gun. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Risky bit. No, that's not risky business. Um, what actor? That'll give it away. Fuck. I can tell you it was based on a Lovecraft Reanimator. Story. Reanimator. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Well. Shit! <laughs> okay. Which one, Blake? This one. That one's not moving. I'm pretty sure this is a fucking Oreo. That's an Oreo. Thank God. Thank God. All right. Less suffering now. Oh. Intense. Okay, it's intense very intense. Game. It's intense for August. Not having a good time. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> Next option. Ugh. Mm. I. I don't know. Tony, I'm thinking. You got a hit? Um, year? 2015. 2015. Okay, whoa. Actually, 2014. 14. Birdman? Gone Girl? No. Was it on my list? Hear advice. (laughs) It is from one of your favorite directors. Scorsese. No. No. Yeah, I think it's Uh let's see. Richard Linklater, Paul Thomas Anderson. Tarantino. No. Nope. Wet Plash. Oh, Grand Midwest Hotel. I wish. <laughs> um it was a big year. Can you give us an actor or someone or something? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Interstellar. Interstellar. Fuck. Nolan. Damn it. Oh. I've got I've gotten all these wrong. <laughs> I'm dying here. All right. I have confidence that you'll get the next one right Okay. Honest. One, two, three, four left. Give me your... I think it's an Oreo. That is an Oreo. Thank God. Uh, okay. Next one. <clears throat> what are the rings? No. Nope. Got that horn. Mm. No. It's familiar, but I'm not sure quite yet. Star Wars? Yeah, I was just thinking Lord of the Rings. I, that's what I thought at first. What genre movie? So, this is a bit of a trick question. Okay. 
This is a video game and also a TV show. Walking Dead. No. No. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, dude. Um, you got a year? Halo. The original Fuck. release was in 2013. <clears throat> um, huh. Last of Us. Club. It is the last of there us. There it is. Okay, which were you? Uh, okay, slim pickings here. Let's go for this one right here. That is just an Oreo. <laughs> I can't wait for the clips on this one. Lord. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Okay. I like that suit. Look at gems. Nope. Mm. <clears throat> it follows. It follows. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, yeah. I was like it's, it's got to be in there. Uh, we'll get shitty Oreo this time. Uh, I don't think you're going to have a shitty one, but go ahead and get that guy right there. I think Blake lucked out on this entire game. That was good. Damn it. <laughs> well, there you have it, everybody. I ate a mayonnaise Oreo, a sour cream Oreo, ricotta cheese Oreo, fucking cottage cheese, cottage cheese Oreo, and one. Blake had nothing but good ones. Blake had nothing that. but good You Middle. want a glass of milk, Blake? Oh, yeah, yeah. Get yeah, you yeah, all sassed right over there. Oh, man. See what it is. Gobble it all up Go in one get, bite. Get that one right there. See yeah. if there's anything oh, in that one. Yeah. It's just an Oreo, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. Fucking A. <laughs> just put it over it's there. Fine. Get it out of my face. Fuck that. Lucas tried killing me on my show, dude. You gonna humiliate me on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, that was interesting. So, thank you for the game, Lucas. Uh, I was thinking maybe uh, if we can arrange a Christmas episode, maybe we can have another sort of... I'll make it a more pleasant game. Yeah, there, there it is. Cool. <laughs> or worse. <laughs> or worse. Oh. You should get like. Yeah, th that was that was fun. Okay. Well, um, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> I still got that one in my mouth, dude. It's awful. You want some more water? No, I'm okay, dude. I'll get. I'll power through this thing. Power through this bitch. Okay. Um, Can we get you some more mayonnaise? <laughs> I actually hate mayonnaise. That's the thing. I that so when you said that. It, Instantly made me like gag even more. I was like, this is no good. No, I get. I hate mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise, dude. You're just like I'm slather this Oreo up with some mayonnaise, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Several things. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's get back to some fucking movies, man. Yeah, let's get back to some uh, movies. We're talking Billy Wilder. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. You want know, more? You want to say about something like it hotter? We covered a lot of last. We episode. covered a lot well, of Billy Wilder. Um, uh, yeah, I we'll gotta see. get. I, I gotta catch up on Hitchcock. So that yeah. is definitely in the the game plan. Uh, I will. This week is my. That's my target. Um, trying to think. I got the apartment to watch, and then no, you know what? To think the movie out of your stack that I'm gonna watch, I think is Dead Man. Because, Dead Man. I'm excited because. Um, Jim Jarmusch. You were telling me about it, and then you and Kaiser were talking about it. Yeah, he's a And unique. then I saw two other people, one on Twitter and one on um, Facebook, both within 48 hours of all that, bring that movie up randomly. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's freaking the, I gotta watch it's it. It's low-key a freaking masterpiece. It's different from any other Jim Jarmusch film. You've, I know you've watched this film <clears throat> Night on Earth. That's the same. That's a, that was an interesting movie. It's kind of a follow-up to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a, one of the most original kind of depictions. I wrote a script kind of based off, not like based off of it, but loosely like... Um, 
in the format of it, you know, like kind of. I wanted to do something like that. For as far as like perfect writing, I think Night on Earth is perfect for that, and I think yeah. Dead Man kind of continues that in a different way because Night on Earth is an episodic uh, presentation, and I think Dead Man by contrast. It's, it's like it feels like an episodic structure, but it's way more of a tight, like kind of story going on the okay. entire way through. And there's a lot more of like a, it's just a lot more intense than he's ever been before. Like this is a uniquely intense shade of it. Like, okay. I mean, he's usually more relaxed with cozy with his tone in his films, but this one is just like him feeling very like violent. And of course, like the title kind of leads you. And, and then it's also got like an aesthetic to it that's just never been seen since. It's kind of reinvented the Western genre into something wow. of like a... Yeah, like a, a really transformative kind of Western kind of experience. Like a very psychedelic influence, but not a psychedelic film, basically. Yeah. Kind of have to break the rules in that way and just make something of a very grounded kind of story rather mm-hmm. than just but to get all the same elements across. Okay. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Right I like the alley, fact that Johnny Depp's in it, too. Oh, I love Johnny Depp. Might be his best moment, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's my favorite performance he's ever done. This is like 95? 95. Came yeah, out in 1995. That's cool, man. This is the original film of the night. Yeah, there's no other films like it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's like Iggy Pops in it. You got Robert Mitchum from Night of the Hunter. And um, No Young does the soundtrack, too. Dang. So it's like the guitar yeah. work is just that's pretty cool. amazing in it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a, a one of a kind. There's nothing quite like it. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just an original kind of film the entire way through. Okay. All right. Right on. <laughs> yeah, there's. um. Yeah, there's a bunch of movies in that stack. I'm really looking forward to diving into. Yeah, I was like, yeah, so. My Johnny Five was a huge year, man. (laughs) We're talking about because I know we were recently having a conversation about how. Um, certain years that end with like the digits of like number four is like, usually a big year, so it makes me excited. That's why you I'm so excited. You were telling about me next about year. that the other night. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, it's just yeah. an interesting pattern I've noticed. I've noticed like the, the the fives as well. Like 1995 was transformative, and I feel like yeah. 2015 had a lot of transformative stuff I, too. I agree. 95 also did. Like so many, there were so many groundbreaking breaking films coming out that mm-hmm. year. Like Casino was another one. Like that's a just intense kind of crime film that's different from like the Goodfellas outlook, but taking a lot of influence. I'm excited to watch Casino too. I know oh, I've just heard so good things about that. that too. I think that's gonna blow you away personally. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, I mean, obviously. Yeah, it's a the original depiction of it's an asshole depiction definitely, but I think there's enough variety of characters within <laughs> the madness and how they handle that. So I think you'll you'll love it a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know I recommended a movie to you. Did you watch it, The Warriors? Uh, I have seen that a long time. Oh my gosh, I didn't watch it. I'm all right, all right. I feel okay about it. So we yeah. both didn't watch oh, yeah, our. Yeah, you didn't watch <laughs> We're really bad at this show. If you guys didn't realize, <laughs> but we. I was trying to come up with a little bit of a list for you just as we keep yeah. going through the weeks just so you can check way. out stuff. But the, the the hard thing about that is you've seen a lot more movies than I have, and you, you've also seen a lot more, like I feel like, truly in the independent spirit of movies or filmmaking, uh, like directing experiences that I, I look forward to seeing, and I feel like my movie recommendations are more just like fun. Like, but you're gonna get the, yeah, <clears throat> like fun or like something loose about it that's not, it's not necessarily in the scope of like a director, like, like oh, study this, you know, for, you know, it's more just like a, oh, here's this is, this is something fun, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but, but I think the thing is, uh, like, I, I think like, there's a lot of playful energy to going in the film, and I think there's like a fine line where my obsession with film just kind of went past the point of fun. I almost got too mad, crazy serious about it. So I think I I really admire that you kind of have a fresh outlook and discovering a lot of these films for the first time. Because mm-hmm. I think that hits you different. Because you're a lot more of a do it. You're you you go out and achieve, I think you uh, you put your foot into a lot more. Um, releases and mm-hmm. content in time and I think because of that your spirit of it is contagious and it kind of got me right in the middle of like it, it makes me all the sense very nostalgic for the early days of me getting into film like okay. oh that's where I should be all along <laughs> I think there was something right. better there like, I think I like kind of ro- talked myself out of a lot of just a really wise ambition basically because mm-hmm. of just like no one understanding what I'm talking about for too long basically right. but I like it's been rebuilt enough since because of just the right having meeting the right people and making the right foundations yeah in a lot of ways and that right there's what I'm talking about all you right. know <laughs> Uh, Lucas, what about you? Have you like, like, 
when when people is there a lot of classic movies that you feel like you haven't seen and you're still trying to catch up on or have, are you kind of on on point with like a lot of movies? so define classic uh i don't know i'm trying to think of something like i don't know give him a movie Blake. Uh, king of comedy that's an all-time classic I've seen parts of it on AMC. Oh, it's perfect. It's a great movie. It's perfect. One of the most original very, very good. films of all time. I know. We were talking about that uh, at the party, and then I heard you guys talking about After Hours, and I was like... After Hours. And I, I heard Kaiser was like, I wish Jordan wouldn't shit, that shit on that movie so much. And he did, you know, I was like... And I know he listens every once in a while, but I'm like, it's a good movie. After Hours a is a great movie. I, it's I a fun movie. I wrote hours. a script based mind. off that, you know... That pacing. After I was blew me away. I feel like mine and John's outlook is a lot closer to it than mine and Jordan's because, like, I admire the movie. Yeah. Because it's really weird. It's a weird movie. Oh yeah. I love how much they commit to the weirdness. Absolutely. I think that's what's so fun about it. I don't really get it. It's aesthetically just different. I think it's just out to portray just a bunch of madness and meeting just kind of strange rotten characters because it's a man with an innocent ambition, but he ends up getting robbed over by just really warped people, basically. Mm -hmm. But it's part of the process, and it's kind of how he kind of builds something of a dark torment in the end, but he kind of like finds a lot of his character along the way. Yeah, totally. But it's really like a dark, it's like a dark twisted, <laughs> again, a lot like that Sunset Boulevard, what you described, where it's just like a lot of weird, kind of batshit weird influences, but it's like, okay, well that somehow was really transformative to the man all the same. I think mm-hmm. he kind of got what he wanted out of that in the end because life gave it to him rather than asking for it. Yeah. That's like, that's what, that's what all that madness brought him. Yeah. So it's really cool. I will say, I absolutely love the ending. Yeah, the oh, ending's that perfect. Ending's so good. <clears throat> like, especially, like, I love how it's just a complete, like, cycle yep. every day for him, pretty much, and... I was right back to work. It's right back. Hey, just <laughs> another day? Yeah, I've been no yeah. sleep. I like yeah. how he just dusts no himself, rest. he gets out of that, yep. breaks out of that cast, and they just dust him off, and think, he goes right inside. Because that's the second time he made, like, a midnight depiction of, like, a big city. The first time he did was Taxi Driver, then he kind of came back to it for After Hours with, I think, a very unique 80s lens, because now he's, like, a comedian. I think in the 70s, he wasn't really a comedian. I think he wanted, like, more of a comedic display of a very lonely situation, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, dark comedy but uh, very much a comedy display all the same I think that's, King of Comedy I think his 80s Alex, I really started with like King of Comedy I think he got a lot more hilarious and then I think about, most of his films onward definitely had a dark comedy kind of outlook living inside of him yeah there's I, I know Majority. I haven't seen nearly any or all of Scorsese's films either he's almost overwhelming directors I'm mean, taking it yeah. ever because it's just like he's made so many yeah <laughs> so many so. of them are just different from me just unique from each, from each other even yeah which is definitely one of the most fascinating aspects about him it's all um, over the map but you guys keep talking about Killers of the Flower Moon cool, man I, I, I just can't you wait need to, watch. to see it I know. Man, you know it sucks Dude, I really want to go see Godzilla minus one right now, so bad. And it's like I just don't go to the movies anymore because it's I, not that I don't want to. It's just like my whole life is fucking always on, you know, running around and, and hanging out with the kiddo and stuff. But it's like, man, it's like I want to see the movies so bad. I want to go into movies and actually experience it in the theater. See the theater, dude. man. Like, so you want to know something crazy about Godzilla minus one? Yeah, it has the same exact budget as Hot Fuzz. Oh, really? Wow. Fifteen million dollars. Wow, it's no dude. Way. It's like being raved as like a Amazing. masterpiece, dude. It's like being raved as like the maybe the second best Godzilla movie ever, and and that fact that like it's like people are saying it's like the best, one of the best movies of the year. Just like how incredible wow. it is as far as the story goes, and even everything you want to have. Working a strong year. Yeah, that's crazy. Movies, that's good, dude. Did either three. of you ever see Shin Godzilla? I okay, so I own it upstairs. I started watching it not too long ago because I heard really good things about it, and I love Godzilla. But I uh, it was late, and I think I fell asleep kind of early, and um, I haven't finished this. So I need I need to watch it, but it's 
it was batshit for the first like <laughs> probably my favorite Godzilla. Yeah, I've heard because, really good like, things about it. Like it's crazy because it's the only one where you get to see like the evolution of Godzilla. That's what from I, birth to death in real time. That's what I was liking about it. How he started out pretty much as like the baby, and he was like he was getting to like the Godzilla form. And I was like, oh shit, this is nuts. And I was like, he was scary looking too. I loved seeing what animals they pulled from for each of his different stages. Because yeah. when he's like crawling across the streets in the beginning, he's got like frill shark gills yeah yeah like he's just this weird derp fish or something yeah. it's, i love it what an interesting uh way to go about it i thought it was, i thought that was cool. i need to finish it but yeah it's uh that movie's always getting recommended for for godzilla fans like sheen godzilla well that's cool man i never really expected much in the godzilla really so i love I godzilla dude yeah, yeah. Dude, i know there's a lot of you watch the original like the, the i never yeah. saw that one oh, man, i want to yeah, that's a good one too yeah, and really it's cool to. because it's like it's like a journal or like a reporter or something like that in tokyo and and like he's there on ground zero he's yeah. like reporting he's like telling this tale of like what happened and stuff like that it's it's like it's one of the, really about the american the remake kind of like uh, godzilla king of the monsters no it's i think it's the original one right he's like he goes he lands there and um he's talking about it like he goes and talks to the ambassador and they're like if it's an american and no maybe i was wrong then because I'm that's sure the that one was... where it the character is literally named steve martin whoa that's cool <laughs> nice steve martin steve martin uh okay well maybe i'm wrong on that fuck but uh, I, it was like it, i'm pretty sure i was watching like a, one in the 50s is there, is there a re american it remake? was 58 when it which one's the original one just called godzilla or gojira okay and the remake is called uh, the american godzilla king of the monsters no is the see american it wasn't version. that one that it was it wasn't called king of the did monsters did you see it like at a video store no i watched it on hbo max i think it was like they have that all the godzillas might be it. they have all the godzillas on there i'll have to double check on that Either way, yeah, I'll tell you like that makes me think of like good monster like you know, in the city kind of movies. I was thinking about I've been thinking about the King Kong uh, Peter Jackson version of King Kong lately. I know that movie I, is uh, that's a controversial. I love, I actually really quite love that one. Yeah, I have to mm, I have to watch that again because when I was younger, a lot of don't I love that I, I liked it a lot when I was younger, but yeah, then I tried watching it again neat. I think a few years ago and it wasn't really quite hitting with me. It's a long movie. It's too. overwhelming. It's definitely a bloated one, but it's some, I think it's just very entertaining in the way it does it all the same. I, that, yeah. I might have, that might have been one of those like kind of subconscious influences that ever. It's just like it's a fl definitely flawed how much it dra drags, but I definitely find it definitely possessed the adventurism of it. Just entertaining slow burner burner mm -hmm. living inside of it. Well, I did like the aspect of like how it all kind of shapes up. You know, like you know the filmmaker Jack Black's a filmmaker yeah. essentially, and he he's a piece of shit. He's like kind of he's like cheating the he's system. Kind of crazy. Like oh, we're just gonna go make that movie, and they Pretty much. they go out there, and he's like it just turns uh, basically you know, literally going out of the jungle, and it then it just turns batshit. Because I like uh, it's been better with Kyle Gas. What's that? It would have been better with Kyle Gas. Kyle Gas. Who's that? The other guy in Tenacious D. Oh, there we go. I See, agree. G. Jack Black may not have been like the number one choice. I, I do, but I still like it anyways because it's charismatic. I'm a huge Jack Black fan. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Well, I like the fact in there when he's like, um, like I think maybe Kong is starting to come, or it's like all the 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 islanders are starting to attack and stuff. Like he's like, get the camera roll. He's like, he's like, he's like really trying to film the whole disaster Literally, and everything, dude. Just everything going down. Yeah, that was the year 2005. There were just a lot of it, like original monster movies coming out there because the World of the Worlds came out. That was Steven Spielberg's take on it. And I'm, mm -hmm. that's another one that was not universally loved. But I actually quite love that one. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Uh, that one, I think I've like, I always liked that one. Uh, it's, I had to rewatch it. Just an entertaining thriller. I think that's one of the most entertaining thrillers in mm -hmm. a sense because it just unfolds in a way where. Like, you really just feel the menacing side of it all, and you just feel like kind of the breakdown of it is in a very intense kind of way. And it just got to Tom Cruise, and I think that's one of my favorites. That was one of the moments I yeah. realized what a Tom Cruise fan I am in yeah. his best moments, and that was one of them. What year did um, District 9 come out? 2009. 2009? Yeah, I always liked that one. one. That was an interesting I like one. that. It, it's like 
that take on like first contact of aliens and shit like that was well you just get it's like it's one of the first to come around and make it like a very like close up documentary like take on something that's just very unknown like you're Mm -hmm. getting an unknown territory of that movie it's crazy I thought that was an interesting movie that was a unique Mm -hmm. I like that one I'd like to rewatch that one Doesn't had a lot of original ones yeah um yeah I'm a I'm a big fan of uh of monster movies I I, like I I always love I think they're just fun you know yeah dude like Pacific Rim you ever see that one I thought that movie was fucking epic dude like I was like oh yeah giant monsters versus giant robots how <laughs> how fun and dumb is this it's great dude. like but my favorite part of pacific rim is that uh they got the voice of glados from portal to be the mech voice there you go yeah that's cool uh yeah and then the godzilla and kong trailer just dropped yesterday it's like the sequel to godzilla versus kong you know mm. but um and that looked i mean it's a dumb monster movie but it I will say uh, Godzilla minus one looks incredibly better than that one, of course. Like, well, it's a Toho Godzilla movie. Yeah. They're always going to be better than the yeah. super massive ones. I think it's. But yeah, monster movies are fun. Godzilla is fun. Um, I haven't seen nearly all of his Godzilla versus, you know, whatever. There's like seventy. There's movies. so many. You don't of need them. to see yeah, them all. There's so many of them. But um, okay. Well, I did have only one listener question this this week for you guys, uh, and it came from Richard Yule, which I think this is a good cop- topic to discuss on the show here. Uh, he asked, let's pull it up. He asked about physical media here. <clears throat> um, where'd it go? Here we go. With all the talk about physical media going away in major in most major retailers, how important do you think physical media is for independent filmmakers? Immensely. That's what I was thinking. Absolutely, yeah, of course. Well, right now, you know, have you seen those headlines where uh, Oppenheimer is getting just like sold out completely on physical media, and the studio is like, "Oh, we're gonna keep, you know, don't worry, we're gonna get it." And then Nolan comes out, and I think who was it, Guillermo del Toro? They both came out, and they're like, "It's like people should be collecting physical media because they're like the gatekeepers of history. Like they're keeping preserving history of film, you know, because like, do you think the library of Congress is going to start uploading to the cloud? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean like, you know, cause either way, whatever streaming stuff you have on, I mean, they could just pull that shit away anytime if they wanted to. I just saw something about the PlayStation. Um, if you bought all these titles from like discovery, since they did their merger, they don't own the rights anymore. They, they were, t- they're pulling all their, library even if they paid money for them they're pulling their library away from them that's crazy isn't that isn't that crazy but yeah no i think physical media obviously is uh, very very important for filmmakers especially indies because you know it's a way to well they already said it preserve it you know and and have it and and no one can no one can come in your house and take that away from you nobody you know? can and you'll be able to share it pass it along i mean like all the movies you gave me you know like to borrow i would probably would have never either discovered on my own or even uh, seen it on a streaming service at all, you know, you without someone like you to be like, hey, you should check this yeah, out. Man, well, here you go. Cool, man. Well, <laughs> you know, you, it's man. like, okay. Well, that's, the way I see it, that's the way I like to see it, man. It's just like, just got a bunch of films together and just, I feel like in your time when you find it, you're just, you're going to find a life-changing buzz within a lot of those. And that's the yeah. way I think films are meant to be and that's what film buffs are meant to do for others as we kind of just, it's, again, it's that endless process we discussed the other day of like consuming create in a lot of ways where it's just like, I think when you're taking these films and that's why I like, I've noticed you taking in a, your own particular, because that shows me that Rather than been trying to be the biggest film geek, you're just trying to be your own original kind of film geek, mm-hmm. and that's that's just so amazing because I think that might display the difference because I think I just go on and being like this ultimate like I guess encyclopedia kind of guy, and you're almost just more like you you relate it to your personal life in a way that makes it an original edge, yeah, that is different, and and you know you get a lot done with all that, mm. <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? So yeah. Different. Well, I think I had this conversation with my mom um, around the holidays, which was like. 
growing up, my mom and dad never really showed me movies. Like, no one was like, I never had like someone in my life to be like, hey, you should watch this, yeah. you know, or like, hey, this movie is the shit, or this well, movie inspired me. you have like an adventurism me, so about it. So. It was like things I just discovered in real time on my own, whether as a kid or a teenager or yeah, as an adult. That's probably where we connect. And I think they both, uh, well, I think we both realized probably needed previously like someone with the, uni the equal amount of adventurism about the topic in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And I'm like, okay, you, you literally are, it's like the same thing, you know, whenever you're, you're on it, man. It's yeah. Like, you know, just yeah. like me. Just like, things like, spark my curiosity or if, or if now, especially as I'm older and um, trying to dig back into some older movies or if I'm wanting to be inspired by certain themes or whatever like that's why now it's exciting when someone's like yeah you should check this out because yeah, man, you know, no, I'm, I'm i like how you describe movies you know like when you tell me how you know either how dark in nature it is or menacing or or if it's like a feel-good movie like i like how you describe it without spoiling things and yeah, it, it really sparks what, my curiosity i think that's yeah. what i've always needed to build up to in time it's just because like i think i used to like talk about films on uh, the challenge i always had is like okay often enough i don't know why but i do sound like a bit of an asshole and that's why the reason why it's because when i get excited i used to just say too much and now i think i learned to condition myself in time through proper communication just talk about it with the themes just talk mm -hmm. about it as if it were a trailer to other people all the time basically yeah. you know it's just like figure out a way to just say it without really telling you what actually happens just say it in a way where, dude, how you'll you'll be sold based on how based on how I know your taste and whatnot. Right you know, on. We'll talk. Yeah, and yeah. it goes with like a, a social thing. That's what I'm excited to see happen, and that's what I, my hope for is for drive for is for next year, just to see film become a more social topic. Totally, I think that's where it needs to go. Like, and just start like a film club. Well, yeah, know? literally. I mean, <laughs> kind of already does this. So, uh, yeah, this is our film yeah, club. You know, never had the label, but. Let's have a, let's have a sign. The Dark Knight is a brilliant film. It is. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Lucas, with your sense of uh, discovering movies, like your adventurism in movies? Like, how do you kind of go about it? Do you, is it just whatever kind of, if you see something that looks interesting, go for it? Or do you have kind of, like, motives sometimes? or A lot of the time, it's just what people recommend me. Mm. And, like, I really do miss whenever I was able to just go to the movie uh, rental store. Yeah. Because we had one in the Food City uh, where I actually ended up working like 10 years afterwards when I was growing up and uh, there was just this place where I could go in and see all the different types of movies that everyone was making and like I would always go to the uh, to the pre-owned section just to see what people were buying mm -hmm. so I could be like oh okay people like this I can go and get that and, and like that's how I ended up watching Tremors for the first time okay nice. yeah and same with, like, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's where oh, I first I discovered Wes Anderson, and I still really love I him. love that movie, dude. Wes Anderson in general. It's like he's got something for everybody. That's what I love about that, man. Are, are you a fan of Wes Anderson? Not really. I, well, not not that I don't want to. I just never have seen him. He's a one of a kind. I mean, he, to be fair, he's, like, a very stylized kind of director, so he's one of the, I can, like, I call, it's like it might take a minute to crack into what it, like, kind of how I mean, I've heard amazing are. things about uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, uh, I love but that. then, like, That's a great I heard, like, like, Asteroid City was kind of, like, yeah, it's a little. It's hit or miss. I want to see it. But I haven't seen it yet. But okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard either you love it or you hate it, and I'm like all in on Wes Anderson's style, yeah. so I'm probably gonna love it. I'm and that's same. the thing; it's like, I mean, you definitely see his style, like even the color palettes and stuff like that. Like that's it's pretty I think loud, the best yeah. launching point for you would be Grand Budapest Hotel. That's, that's always one I keep hearing. That was the film he'd been building up watch. to his entire career. It's like he kind of made like a bunch of like personable kind of stuff, but that, that one he kind of made it more like a grand epic and more of universal, I think, okay. than his other films. That's the best one to start with. Okay. Like, like, just for an example, in the movie, whenever they switch time periods, they also switch the aspect ratio that the movie's shown in. Oh, uh, yeah? So, like, it's 16 by 9 for a lot of the stuff in present day, like in the 1960s, but as soon as they go back to the 20s and the 30s, it's in 4 by 3 Oh, cool. And they keep changing it throughout the movie, and it's just one of those ways to get you involved in the movie without you even realizing mm -hmm. it a lot of the time 
Are you a fan of either one of you fan of I'll probably butcher his name. Um Takiti what Wahidi or how do you say his name? Takiti what did West? you just say? No. The guy who directed um uh he directed the new Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi. Taika, yeah, it is. See, I never heard his it? name pronounced. You still said it wrong. I know I did. Taika, how do you say it? Taika Waititi. Okay, I was a little close. Takiti Waititi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Takiti Waititi, everybody. Uh, okay, yes, him. Are you a fan of his stuff? What was the movie? Uh, the Jojo Rabbit. Uh, I love that movie. Oh, yeah, was I like fucking that one. Great. I didn't realize I was the director. Okay, well, yeah, I like that one. That movie yeah, was Jojo Rabbit Hunt for the Wilder People. I, I did seen not that. like Thor four, but I did like Thor three. Thor three is great. Four, Thor four is no bueno at all. Um, they went too goofy. Uh, yeah, but but no, I was I was really impressed after I watched Jojo Rabbit. I was like, wow, I was like that was a fun movie and, and very sad, very sad, very fun and uh, very st- you know it, he I feel like he has a style too, like a stylized approach on things and. Um, He's I'm, like an Australian Wes Anderson. Yeah, oh, there nice. it is. And he he just came out with a new movie that I want to watch. It's like a soccer movie. Um, but uh, but you know, I I just I, I was curious. Well, if I'm interested. Definitely, Australian films some of the most interesting. So that that right there is just oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. might be a Kiwi either way, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, yeah, we're talking about, I believe we were talking about last time about recap on Peter Weir. That's another one I'm, str- I'm strongly pushing because he did the Truman Show, and I'm kind of wanting uh, to go through yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah, and I still want to watch that. Uh, He's that also a kind of like how Billy Water is a silent influence okay. type. Yeah, I still want to watch that one, the uh, Picnic. Picnic movie. at Hanging Rock. Yeah, yeah I'm curious. I what still want to watch that, that one. Too. That's original. Who was the director of the Mad Max movies again? Oh, George Miller. George, George Miller. Miller. He's another Australian. Mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Roadster is fantastic. You, you like that one? That was the newest one, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that one's really oh, good. It was I've only seen yeah. that one. I haven't seen the original ones. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah, okay, the same way. Yeah, yeah no, I, I heard Mad Max Two is really, really good. I've heard that it's was the classic. probably the best of the original trilogy. You've seen them all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mad Max One doesn't feel like a Mad Max movie until like the last ten minutes. Yeah, I've heard. Okay. I've heard the yeah, Road Warriors where it really kicks in. It is. It's kind of like Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. In the terms of progression, like I. I dig Thunderdome a lot. I don't think a lot of people do. The third one? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of... Honestly, it is really like Evil Dead and the progression of how people like the movies. Yeah. Like, first one, they're like, okay, there's a base there. Second one, this is where the shit gets really good. Third one, you hate it or you love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like... I, I really enjoyed the fourth one. Yeah, Fury Road. Fury Road. Which yeah. there's a new one coming out. I saw, but I haven't watched a trailer for yeah, it. I can't wait to but... see that, man. I just, I've been such a long time in the making, so that that's yeah. that's gonna be interesting. That's what I've noticed. It's like a lot of like films like really spread out, like making like I, the Dude series is like this too, where they make one great one and then it's like, man, it's it's a long time for it coming. I've like contrast like how Lord of the Rings was, where it just mm-hmm. they just filmed it all oh, once. Lucas said that Peter Jackson did direct the Hobbit. Movies. Yeah, you yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I realized yeah. at the time I was wrong when I said that. He's yeah. yeah. He did. But he, you were saying like they rushed him or something like that. It was so like... for Lord of the Rings, he had, I think it was five years of prep time. That's crazy. Yeah. For the whole trilogy, and whereas with the Hobbit, they really wanted to get these out before people forgot about Lord of the Rings. Uh, so they sad. rushed the shit out of his yeah. preparation Man. process. He couldn't get nearly enough practical effects together to do yeah. it the way he wanted to. Yeah, it's definitely CGI heavy, dude. It's yeah, like, it just wasn't the same kind of no. feeling that the original trilogy. Because the original trilogy had like CGI, but it just all felt like organic, and it never felt like it like feels dated. Because that's the thing. It seems like newer CGI tends to feel more dated than like old CGI in a strange kind of way. <clears throat> Because older CGI, a lot of the time, they did have those practical elements in there so they can tie it in a lot easier, whereas now it's mostly just, like, green screen. Yeah. 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 But, like, with the uh, Hobbit trilogy, didn't need to be a trilogy. It could have been one movie. It should have been one movie. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like it was just too much. Right? Not enough. 
That's the one where I think the 80s animated version captured it perfectly because it was one movie perfectly paced all the way through and it was lighthearted and fun because it was a children's story mm. like it was intended to be. <laughs> Whereas Lord of the Rings is a lot more adult because Tolkien grew up a lot in between those two. Yeah. That's the foundation I always thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because obviously, it's literally just like kind of like a prequel, basically. So it's just like a yeah, it's a much more like youthful uh, kind of thing. Before like the youthful kind of like grows up into like just something horrifying and just like overwhelmingly big. Mm. Well, but yeah, it's just like a fight for survival kind of thing. We should because, do- think about it. The Hobbit is like a bunch of little short stories about Bilbo Baggins helping <laughs> the dwarves do fun shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they the dwarves went and conquered a dragon and now they're in an army and Bilbo slept through the whole fight. <laughs> That's the entire book. I mean, I've read the book. I like the book quite a bit. I thought the book was better than the movie. Usually, I like the movie better. But yeah, in that case, I like, the, I like reading that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Hobbit book. The movie depiction just wasn't landing in the same way. No, it has its moments, but they are few and far between. Yeah. What a shame. I know it is what indeed. Uh, shame. As Peter Jackson, I think he just lost. I mean, because Lord of the Rings, I think just took everything out of it. They needed King Kong, which was like definitely flopped. Although I loved it personally, but yeah, uh, yeah. Then it's like after that, yeah, he just never really got the same kind of thing after Lord of the Rings trilogy. Has he done anything since the Hobbit? Uh, I he did the Beatles uh, Get Back documentary. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah. was pretty amazing. That okay. was that was great. That was kind of I think That's that was, right, that was a comeback that. for him. Yeah, because that was his big influence while making Lord of the Rings trilogy. So he was just kind of out to explore all that with nice. that documentary. Yeah, I could see you doing something like that after making a bunch of feature films. Like you, you go I back to a will. music project of some sort, a probably cover a band, or something. Yeah, probably, well, I would do want to do that in time. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to cover like a real band and just kind of like look at them again because that's what that, that documentary just got uniquely close up to the Beatles like it's never been before. So mm-hmm. that was actually pretty great to see. <laughs> you know, just cool. like Lord of the Rings does, it's like uniquely close up on all these characters. That's yeah. what Peter Jackson's kind of got at his best. It's just a yeah, uniquely close up time where you really get to know everybody, and it's an epic in every sense of the word. Yeah. about it. He made a '90s like horror film, The Frighteners, I think. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard did it. He? Or Heavenly Creatures, I know. I, Is he that did. One I, don't... I know. I think. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know you're talking. Brain Dead. Yeah, I was gonna talk about Brain. Brain Dead. Dead? That is one of the goriest movies really? ever made. Like his early it. stuff is like pure schlocky horror, and I love it. It's completely different, yeah. Like a dude literally straps a lawnmower to himself and runs into a crowd of zombies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never heard of that one. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I thought I saw... Yeah, Peter, ja- or Peter Jackson, 1996. But it's got a Michael. Yeah, uh, he's a horror director in the '90s, basically. Before Michael Lord J. Fox that was different. is in it. Oh, cool! Yeah, wow. but oh, it looks your favorite actor. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys future. didn't know, I love Back to the Future. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I, it looks it looks super cheesy. But I was just curious if you guys saw it. You know. Yeah. Well, but I know he because I knew he did make some. Um, he was a horror. king of cheese for a while. Yeah. Man. Nothing wrong with cheese. Nothing wrong with it. Unless they're in an Oreo. <laughs> yeah. All right. My stomach is a little <laughs> sour yeah, after all that. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, Lucas, have any uh, last words? Anything you want to plug or anything like that today? Watch the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Grand Budapest. Yeah, me... I'm going to add that to the list as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blake, anything you got? I think we want to say, man. For today, man. You're going to go uh, on your. Uh, your uh, getaway and all that this week? Are you doing it this week? I was going to do it this week, but I was going to stay with my aunt, but I think she's kind of got some other rendezvous going. So gotcha. might be postponed a little later this okay. month, but I'm okay. still going to go up there. I might just go up with my own time, because I know up there is just a unique place I, I go to a lot just to retreat. That's where I find my... Because, you know, she, she was like an English professor, so I yeah. think that's where I got a lot of my influence to just for love of film to begin with. It kind of just started with... being one of the guys, she was kind of giving me the freedom of just watch all the movies you want, basically, kind of thing when I was right. with other guys. Cool. And I think that's where I kind of got that subconscious connection. I was just like, all right. 
I could live that way and have yeah. it be perfectly functioning. Like, all right, there we go. Just watch a ton <laughs> of movies. Live on a, enthusiasm for watching a ton of movies, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, going back there, I think organically is going to bring a lot of these ideas to articulation that I've, I've got brewing in my head that I think in time is going to resonate with what is completely with what you're what you're wanting to kind of yeah. you know get into with everything about it. Yeah. All right. So I think it's going to be a great collaboration and yeah. team effort, man. I can't wait. But yeah. All of us are gonna, yeah. I want to talk to you about it too once it's kind of all laid out. We'll get into it for next year, man. So. All right, right on, man. Well, hopefully uh, we can catch up again this week or something. I think we can, man. Well, I'd love that, man. That'd be great. Sounds good. That's how it'd be fantastic. All right, well, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, checking out uh, the podcast, and thank you, Lucas, for being on the show and giving us a fun, fun game that I... uh, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> for you, sake, but. I got brutally beat on. So, uh, hey, it's a revenge for last time. There you go. Yeah. Oh well, last time my eyes were fucking burning, dude. Like I, these games are. <laughs> these that these, was not. Well, my actually, fault. that was not your fault. That was my fault. But yeah, these special event episodes are are killing me, dude. I don't know what's gonna happen for Christmas. <laughs> um, all right, guys. It, yeah, just yeah, just give me lumps lumps of coal. So. That said, guys, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.